What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Luke Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. I'm Seth. I'm Chevy. And quick reminders, we are running out of time this month, so make sure to download and play Sonic Mania and Borderlands Handsome Collection, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month, which is very soon. For Plus Club, let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. And our game of the month picked by Chris is Path of Exile. It's free to play. It's on everything. It is an awesome game. I'll spoil that right now. Play that. Come back at the end of the month for Game of the Month. We're going to talk about why it's awesome and what we would grade that awesomeness, most likely. Unless somebody secretly does not like the game. We'll find out then. Stay tuned. Uh, we have Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us for whatever reason you prefer listening to people over watching them. I know a lot of people actually will watch us for a little bit and then kind of like have us on the background on YouTube or whatever. Mm. So if you're one of those people, just fucking listen to us. But also... I like the views on YouTube as well, so do, do your boy a favor. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Tasty Tuesday, kind of back into the normal swing of things. Finally, after E3, we have three bits of news we're going to talk about, so let's jump into it. First bit of news. So recently, and by recently in the last couple of months, we played Risk of Rain 2 as one of our game of the months. We all seem to like it quite a bit. And with that, there's some good news for people who might be fans of Risk of Rain 2. The um, first chunk of uh, DLC that's coming out for early or early access uh, players is coming out today. It is called uh, Scorched Acres. And it says this update brings new gear, a new stage, a new boss, and an all-new survivor named Rex, who has robotic legs. His special abilities make use of both his plant and robotic functions. He can also throw darts at enemies and use a mortar, but it costs health. He can also place a seed on the ground that grows into vines. Nearby enemies will be forced to heal Rex if they are in the area of effect. So he kind of sounds like he's a risk versus reward kind of character. Somebody who leeches off of people, but also uses his own health. So, I mean, what would you even call that? I mean, you pretty much you pretty much had it. Uh, so, vampire. Yeah, I I can't think of any good examples right now, but yeah, I it's you, you pretty much said it's risk versus reward. Thing. Yeah. So that comes out today, which was an awesome surprise for me to hear as a fan of the game. We'll talk about that in a sec. I also want to go through real fast because I didn't know about this yet. I knew they had a plan, but they have. Um, what they call their early access forecast, which is their plans, their roadmap for what they're going to be releasing before the 1.0 launch of Risk of Rain 2. Because like I said, this is an early access still. That's what we got on, so mm. we played it on. Um, and so far, there's quite a bit of game there already, um, but they will be adding more. So uh, like I said, in June, we got the survivor stage, boss, and new items and equipment. Then in summer, they're saying skills 2.0 is coming out. Don't know what that is, but that sounds... I like when I hear 2.0 of anything because it means it's getting bigger and better typically. Also, in summer, you'll be getting a new survivor, a new stage, boss, items, and equipment. I'm glad to see every single update getting more items and equipment because there's already plenty in the game, and I welcome more. In fall, we're getting another survivor. Uh, new hidden realms, which I don't know what that is. The, new bosses. Like the portals and stuff. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I just don't know the specifics of it. Yeah. Uh, new bosses, plural. Uh, new items and equipment. And then in winter, we'll be getting artifacts 2.0. Uh, new stage. New bosses, plural. Uh, and items and equipment and more. And then on the 1.0 launch, which will be in spring 2020, we'll be getting another new survivor. Final stage. 
final boss. So it seems like they'll be kind of finalizing an actual ending to the game, which I know some people have kind of complained this game doesn't have a fucking end right now. New items, equipment, and more. So what do we think about um, the roadmap, but also more specifically the content that has come out today being mostly, you know, that new stage, new boss, new items, new equipment, new survivor being Rex and his robotic legs and uh, risk versus reward playstyle. <clears throat> um, I mean, really, the the biggest thought I have is I'm glad to see that um, they are supporting the game, but it'll, and not just like trickling support, but it seems like they have a, a solid plan and they're releasing chunks of content every it, season. It seems, yeah. Um, and releasing, you know, a new playable character, which obviously comes with a bunch of different abilities, a new a new biome to be in, new bosses, so there's going to be new uh, variances of things you're going to run into when you're fighting. Um, and then obviously new equipment, which will change the dynamic of the gameplay itself. Definitely. So, um, Even adding one new item would change things a lot. Yeah. So, if... And I want to see this firsthand to mm. see if, like, like exactly how it feels. And then, you know, you basically you'll know what you're getting into for the next year after that. So, um, it's, it's great. I'm glad they're, like I said, I'm glad to see them actually doing it. Because a lot of free-to-play games, not free-to-play, sorry. Early access is the word I wanted. I was about to say, where did you get free A lot of early access games mm. uh, will come out and then... They'll support them a little bit, and they'll either like teeter off, or they'll just be like, oh, "Well, that feels like a done game now. It's one point So, or sometimes they really support them. Yeah. So it is kind of a you know, it's always it's always a gamble when you buy early access. Yeah, and it's, and it's looking like it's not going to be a gamble. Obviously, we have to wait until they f- finish making the game to be one hundred percent certain on that. Yeah. But I think we're also in safe hands too because um, they got a publisher. You know, now. they have a publisher, and they also have made a game before this they're not just yeah. out of the blue so, so. yeah I, this is a pretty safe bet it reminds me a lot of um uh deep rock galactic they had a roadmap they've been sticking to it pretty yeah. closely and there's a lot of content that's been added to that game so um some people just really support it i feel like they're going to do it as well uh given that this update is already adding quite a bit of content um i'm really excited for this uh i, I pulled this specifically because i wanted to talk about it i was like oh shit i didn't know that was coming out today so um i'm really excited to try it i love that there's a new um as they call it survivor um in the game uh to be 100 honest when i read this it doesn't sound appealing to me but um every survivor in the game i've played so far i've liked every single one of them for like different ways to build them you know you can find something that's that's uh, you know, playable to your style. That's one of the great things about the way this game plays is you have your individual survivors that play differently, but then based off the items you find, you can really turn that into something else, something yeah. almost OP feeling. And, uh, and it's, it's really, it's a fun experience um, that there really isn't any other characters in the game so far that have mechanics where you have to think about, do I want to do this or not at the risk of my health? Uh, do I want to sap you know, health from the enemies with vines or whatever. There's no other characters like that yet. So again, they're introducing something that's completely different than the other ones. They've already done a really good job with that. So that's really exciting to me. I can't wait to try this dude out. Um, as for, you know, they're, they're vague about the new stage and boss, but I'm stoked on that because, you know, one session of this game can last over an hour easily. Easy. And uh, I feel like we've played most stages quite a bit and I could still play them over and over again. You keep adding items to that game, and I won't uh, I won't get bored as fast um, 
uh, as like if you're just adding new stages and not items. Um, but I welcome new stage stages because I'd like some new um, uh, places to go. New boss is cool, but the biggest thing here that I'm really excited about outside of uh, Rex is uh, new new items and equipment. That's uh, really exciting because that's that's the game. That's that's the dynamic of of the random uh, you know item drops uh, and you know is this run through going to be the same as the last one i mean that's really the bread and butter of these kind of games so um i'm really excited for this um and then you know looking at that roadmap it looks promising uh the two things that i think are really exciting though outside of the things i've already talked about is that skills 2.0 and that artifacts 2.0 there is a section at the beginning of the game that you go to click on and won't let you click on it. it's the artifact section so i feel like that might be permanent progression type shit they might find artifacts and be able to equip them. Right. That's what I'm thinking. They'll probably be. Kinda, I don't know. Kind of like the same vein as like uh, idle click games. I don't know. Where your progress isn't permanent, but when you if you reset, you get a currency to buy permanent upgrades, essentially. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know there's some uh, roguelikes out there, though, that, uh, that will have some form of permanent progression over mm. the whole account essentially so like every time you go back in you might have even you know access to this now or like a new feature or it will be like an actual stat difference yeah um all my favorite roguelikes do that so, right right um i would i would definitely love to see some random drops that are you know things you can equip maybe one at a time to kind of even add more customization to the random customization but that's just speculation but that's the stuff that has me really excited but this whole thing sounds awesome i hope they nail it i have no reason to think that they won't i mean gearbox is publishing this and regardless of your opinions on a certain magician um i think that does add some validity to uh, a company that's already made a game before this that people liked and has already made an early access game that people already love now. So I don't think they have an excuse not to support the fuck out of this game and make an awesome game. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Anything else you want to say on Risk of Rain 2 and new content? No. Uh, oh, one thing I want to ask you. What do you think after 1.0 launch? Do you think they're going to release like expansions? I mean, I would love to see them do it, but, uh, yeah. you know, if the, if they have the word final stage or final boss there, that also kind of makes you think like the game's like that's the end point. So well, that's why I said expansions, because yeah. if it has a finished end point that you can get to, expansion makes sense at that point. Not yeah. like more updates. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see that. Um but I would also wouldn't be opposed if they like decided, okay, well, what's our next project going to be too at that point? Because the game had will have essentially been out for most people for a year at that point. Yeah, it's uh, just most games nowadays don't end in a year anymore. So yeah, well, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let us know in the comments what you think about Risk of Rain 2's June update uh, that's out right now. Obviously, you probably haven't played it, but if you have, let us know what you think of it in the comments. Uh, does the new Survivor sound exciting to you? Have you played Risk of Rain 2? If you haven't, let me know why you haven't. If you have played, let me know what you think of it. And what's your favorite roguelike? Um, that'd be uh, something I'd like to know because uh, I like certain ones, I don't like certain ones. And uh, what do you think about the roadmap for Risk Rain 2? Let's know everything you think about when it comes to this topic. Next bit of news. All right, so on uh, September 20th, uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, remake, I almost said remaster, remake comes out on Switch, um, but it is not just a 
a straight for or straight over remake it also is going to come with a new feature which is called chamber dungeon mode which will uh for the most part make you or allow you to uh create your own dungeon room by room uh in an interview with kotaku the i cannot find oh his name is even in there oh there we go i don't know how to say it anuma 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 um was asked if he'd consider making a Zelda maker in the same vein as like Mario Maker, um, if the Chamber Dungeon proved to be successful, and he said he would keep it in mind. Um, I can't predict the future, but if people do love this idea of arranging dungeons, I'll keep that in mind going forward. So uh, what do we think about the prospect of this potentially being a mode and them even just adding it to this game in general? First off, I've never seen that name before. Me either. A.E.G. Onuma. Yeah, that really threw me off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough one. Um, I kind of feel like this is going to happen. It only makes sense. Mario Maker has now got Mario Maker 2 coming out. People seem to love it. I haven't played it, but I think it's a really neat idea. I think it's really smart. You know, Let people make content for each other. It's endless at that point. If you love the way Mario plays... You got endless content. Same thing with if they did this same style, top-down, isometric, old-school Zelda uh, gameplay, but allowed you to tinker around with different uh, um, tile sets like the 3D ones, the old-school 2D ones, kind of like what they do with Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. I think it's a no-fucking-brainer. Uh, this literally seems like... Because when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's really neat. I don't know if I'm super stoked to like play that, the, the dungeon creator thing. The, the game itself I'm very excited for because um, it, it seems it, it's cool because you like collect the pieces as you go and then you have more pieces to build or whatever and it's a really neat idea um, but it does almost seem like a testing phase of a, like a prototype to see if people would want that yeah to ask though if people would want that I think is a really um, ridiculous thing though to ask i mean like you could offer zelda anything i think most people would want it uh if you're offering some kind of endless content uh creative zelda game where you get to make your own like dungeons for other people to play or whatever um people are gonna want that i want that i think that sounds really fucking cool that he's open to it i think is also really awesome um a lot of times people are a little more um keeping their cards close to their chest type deal where they don't want to like let info out, but he's straight up like people like it. Yeah. I don't see why we wouldn't, we wouldn't think about doing it. That's good to hear because I think people are going to like it. And I think they're going to want to do that. I think it'd be a great, um, they already have Mario maker to make Zelda maker. I mean, after that fucking make a bunch of Nintendo makers, uh, kind of keep the legacy of the retro Nintendo games alive by letting people create to their heart's content they already have a great system with Mario where you have to be able to beat your own level to p- publish it so you're not just putting up fucking garbage. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's just it's in my, you know, the way I think about it, it's like kind of a celebration of the brand. Everyone loves Mario. Everybody's making Mario levels. Everybody's playing them and having fun. Same thing with Zelda. Like, do the exact same fucking thing. Offer different visual styles, kind of like what they do with Mario. And uh, I think you'd have a game that would sell really well. Um, I'd probably pick it up. I mean, that's that'd be really neat. Um, I think it'd be more interesting to me than the Mario Maker, to be honest, just because uh, with a more robust building tool, I'd be into it more. Um, I, I actually agree with the being more into that as well, just because I prefer uh, action adventure over platforming. 
Me too. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a really cool thing to me, uh, and I really do hope that uh, people do uh, or are vocal about it if they like it so that they know to do that because, um, like you said, he's he's open to it. So um, the best way they're going to know that, though, is, is both by buying the game and by letting them know. Um, mm. I like just in general when games do this anyways uh whether it's you know in this regard like being able to make stuff or to use an older game as an example like dark cloud you get to build the towns and stuff like that or i kind of want to go back and play those just because that prospect is always like really interesting to me now but at the same time i'm playing so many jrpgs right now that i fucking i can't touch it well fortunately dark cloud is more of like an action adventure game with with uh rpg elements so um and then it's still a longer game though than your average game yeah um and then the, yeah another good example i think is bloodborne with the the chalice dungeons i think uh is another good way to extend life your game especially for the people who are very who just want to keep playing it you, they get endless content out of it so um i think that's great i love the the mentality uh he's got on it and uh I, i'm looking forward to picking this game out myself because i i've mentioned it in previous episodes i'm not the, not the biggest zelda fan but Link's awakening was one of the ones i did enjoy so i'm looking forward to replaying it yeah i still think it's crazy they chose that one yeah to remake but i think it's a great choice because it is kind of that title that everybody loved but nobody talks about as much as you know the ones you'd expect people to mm-hmm. talk about and giving it a full um remodel the way it looks and shit is really neat and then adding a feature like that that could lead into something like this really fucking cool really exciting shit that nintendo keeps dabbling in so i'm glad to see that they're uh they're feeling out new things to try so what uh what nintendo franchise would you like to see turned into a maker game i don't know the first one that pops into my mind um i was thinking smash but they already have like map editors and shit which is Uh cool but the one that keeps popping in my mind, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the series, I know it's blasphemy, but I think Metroid would be kind of cool. That's the one I was thinking. Uh, just because the, the amount of utility tools you use and shit to get around the maps and mm. stuff, and the amount of going here and going all this intricate map, um, and allowing people to get creative with like where to go specifically if you got to shrink down a ball and go through a fucking hole For or whatever. Sure. Um, I think that would lend itself really well. And plus, you know, Metroid is really underrepresented when it comes to Nintendo brands. Uh, as of late another one i think would be neat is like donkey kong yeah um everyone kind of low-key just loves fucking donkey kong doesn't get talked about as much as the other games obviously but uh um i think people would love that people love tropical freeze i still need to pick that shit up um i mean yeah Yeah. other than that like if i was gonna say like mario kart just add a fucking map editor mario kart you don't need to make mario kart maker but in the sense of making your own single game that is for that purpose, I think Metroid would be a good bet. Yeah, Metroid was my immediate thought just because they they don't make Metroid games. Star uh, Fox would be cool. And Star Fox was my second thought. Yeah. Uh, just because you could then, uh, people like, you know, essentially like bullet hell style games and you could essentially do that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would draw in an audience beyond Star Fox at that point, being able to allow people to make their own stages. I'd be down to play it. Yeah, but I think yeah, I, I definitely think Metroid is probably like the winner, um, the the Castlevania style Metroidvania style gameplay mm-hmm. uh, is just perfect for being able to snap pieces together to make maps and then being able to place enemies where you want and and 
and bosses and power-ups and all that stuff. I mean, you could literally make your own game at that point, and I think it would be really smart. Yeah. Yeah, and just give, you know, a, a good tool set of, like, enemy types you could throw in there and make, be, like, allowed to make, like, a boss room or whatever mm-hmm. and shit. I, th- I think it'd be fucking dope, so... Yeah. Like I said, I'm not even the biggest Metroid fan, but I'm not either. I, you know, one thing like make your own fucking Nintendo game, Metroid for sure. Yeah. So I think you get a lot out of that for sure. Uh, so yeah, we're both on board. Both think it's cool. We're both looking forward to um, uh, Zelda yep. and its fucking uh, dungeon creator mode. I'm sure it has a, a, a chamber, chamber dungeon. dungeon. Chamber dungeon. Yeah, I'm sure uh, everyone's very excited for that. Let's know in the comments though. What do you think about the uh, potential of maybe getting a Zelda maker? Would you want that? Do you not want that? Um, do you think there's a good chance of it happening? And uh, what would you want from it? And what Nintendo brand uh, would you like to see them do another um, uh, maker version of? Like, you know, Metroid, Donkey Kong, whatever. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Uh, last bit of news is a bit of Cyberpunk 2077 news. I'm sure you guys are going to appreciate that since it's what everybody wants to talk about. And for good reason, there's a lot to it. There's a lot that was said recently. Uh, a lot of it was said on Twitter and in interviews and all sorts of shit. I've read over it a bit. I'm going to kind of go over it. Uh, but um, yeah. Recently, they have hinted towards the idea that there will be a new game plus mode in Cyberpunk 2077. They said that throughout one gameplay or one playthrough, you most likely will not be able to get every single skill unlocked. That's going to be on purpose. They want you to have to think about your build or whatever, but they want you to be able to get them all at some point. So they are thinking about or potentially might be working on allowing you to play through again and do that. This isn't uncommon in a lot of games like this. Um, I almost start just talking about my opinion on it, but we'll get into that in a sec. So new game plus is most likely going to be in the game and it's going to be, uh, worth replaying because they said they want replayability when it comes to this game. It's already a game. They're going to be able to make your own characters, make different builds and stuff. So people will be replaying this a lot already. The other bit of news that was part of that is romance options, which, uh, <clears throat> I read a lot of stuff and the big thing that everybody's making a big deal about is you don't have to have heterosexual, um, romance, uh, options only because you are not playing a specific character in this game, but more so to elaborate on that. They talk about how in, uh, Witcher three, you are playing Geralt. Geralt is based off a character in a book. So he typically, uh, he has, you know, two main romances that he has going on in the story, but also a couple side people that he has uh, shorter temporary, uh, you know, um, romances with, if you want to call that, that um, a couple of my experiences in that game uh, start off romantic and ended pretty fucking um, uh, bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so they said essentially that, that you're going to be, pretty much doing what you did in The Witcher 3. It's going to be a very similar system to the romances. Uh, There was options in that. It's going to be bigger than in Witcher, but it's going to be similar in the sense that you will have uh, story-based romances possibly if you want to go that route, but also opportunities to do other romances. But they're also saying that now you are making your own character. You're going to play that character how you want to play that character. And so you will have the option to have romances with whoever you want essentially given that there is the option to have a romance with that character. Um, Yeah, so overall, what do we think about the the aspect of being able to have uh, more freedom 
to have romantic options with more people. Uh, that it's going to be following pretty much the Witcher system, but in a bigger way. And what do you think about the longevity of adding a new game plus mode? Do you like games where you can have all the skills in one playthrough or you like to be limited a bit and then maybe play again to get the whole thing? Okay, I have to start with a question because I didn't play Witcher, uh, really. What, what's, what's the romance system in Witcher? The Witcher, uh, pretty much, so there's certain people you'll run into and you, um, depending on choices, could end up, so for instance, there's one. Um, like Bioware games? Pretty much, but way better. What? Way fucking better. Um, but it's also, Witcher 3 is a newer game. Um, th- there's this one where you go on this fucking date out in the woods with this chick, and then eventually you get to a point where like you disagree on something that's pretty I'm, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, so you get into a disagreement though, and eventually, in my story, I end up fucking killing her. Right after on. after fucking around, so like, it was pretty. I mean, when they say Witcher is mature, it is. Yeah, it's so awesome. it's it's, awesome. it's specific people, and but then there's romances that are in the story as well. Okay, and and it's dialogue based and making the right choices. And stuff like that. Okay, so um, I mean, I think that system, you know works uh and for you for people who want to like role play their character uh it's just another option and i think more options is only a good thing um i'm going to start with the new game plus thing because it's just really quick and easy uh i think new game plus is always a good idea because there are people oh, yeah. who just aren't done with the game and they want to keep playing it um, if you offer me a new game plus it's it, there unless your story is fucking awesome there's a really good chance I'll come back for that over re- replaying your game to replay it. Yeah. No, exactly. And um, and actually, the the prospect of not getting all the skills through a playthrough is appealing to me because I do not like being the jack of all trades uh, in games. I'm not going to point the finger at a specific <laughs> company's games, but I really prefer to uh, have weaknesses. It, yeah. It's more interesting. So... Uh, with that being said, after you beat the game, New Game Plus uh, kind of opens up that ability to mm-hmm. go, okay, I've done the game. Now I can be essentially God. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, and then as far as the romance thing, this this is going to be super simple. It's just it's based on pen and paper game. People play pen and paper games however they want. They can play this however they want. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> But the new game plus, we're on the same page, pretty much. Um, same page, pretty much. Uh, I actually don't like when I can have all the skills all at once because I like my story to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. And I've been really hoping that Cyberpunk will take after like older Elder Scrolls games in the sense that like your journey through the game in this open world was completely different than mine. We could tell our stories differently. I went this route. I wanted to be like a thief or whatever. You wanted to be that thing. Mm. And it it was completely different. And I had different options available to me that you had. That's what I want. And that's what I like when it's limited. And then, you know, like you said, you come back later, finish it out. You want to see what it's like to have all the shit. You already beat the game. Fucking might as well. Or start a new character. Play differently or whatever. Options. It's awesome. But I do like being limited because I want to make a build. I want my character to be different than yours. Other than the way they look. I hate when everybody's like, how'd you do that part? Yeah, I did this. Yeah, me too. It only made sense. That's that's what you do there. Um, and this game, more and more from what I've seen, what I've heard, what we're hearing now, sounds like it's going to be 
they're going for depth. It's it's that's what it seems like. And, sure. and and with that word, the romance option adds to that as well, yeah. right? So like I'm actually I'm actually always surprised on how much people really appreciate and want romance in games. I'm weird, I guess, and I, I don't really care about it too much. But yeah, I, I don't care. But, much. I, but I like it because it adds to character. If you do it well enough, you're adding to the story. You're adding to the character. It makes them feel more alive. And this is your story, and maybe you want to have that romance, and that's awesome. And maybe I will. Maybe they'll do it well enough that I will actually care. It's been very few romances in games that I've yeah. heard about. Uh, they still haven't nailed it yet. But I always appreciate when they try because if this is, we're telling stories here, and that's a big narrative of stories is romance. It's probably one of the most popular ones in stories, uh, period. That being said, I <clears throat> I like the idea of all the different options, uh, all the different um, uh, options based off like sexuality. You know, you want to play how you want to play. You want to be this. You want to be that. You want to be attracted to these people or maybe everybody. That's cool because the, you know you're not limited by anything. You have to play the game how you want to play it, and that's. I mean, they're trying to immerse you in a pen and paper world. The more options, the more ways it allows you to play your character that you want to play it is awesome. This just tells me further and further that Cyberpunk is going to be a big, like, trying to respect the the original pen and paper game. game. And uh, it's exciting to me. It's awesome. Um, I was really impressed when I played The Witcher 3 and, you know, the, the scenario that I don't want to talk about too much. As it played out, I'm like, they're devoting like 20, 30 minutes to this. Yeah. This is a whole fucking thing on its own. This adds to who Geralt is, at least, you know, in my gameplay and uh, or my playthrough. And uh, same guys. So I think you're going to get something uh, similar to being like, they're going to put a lot of work into side scenarios. Uh, Witcher 3, I think, is one of the best case or one of the best um, uh, examples of how to do side quests. Side quests in Witcher 3 feel like fully fleshed out fucking stories, individual yeah. stories. I was in, I was enthralled with every single one they did. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. These guys are making cyberpunk. So in a, in a, in a game where you're going to play your character, who you want to be, what you want to do, and then you got these same dudes working on all these different uh, activities and, and side quests that you're going to be able to do. I can't wait. And the romance only adds to it. It's going to have a lived in. It's going to add a lived in feeling to the game if you have somebody that you're actually like thinking about oh this this is a person i have feelings for they're into me we're gonna have it or you know maybe it's a temporary thing just adds to that you live in this world mm. you're part of this world you have a fucking place you live you have a car you have someone that you're talking to or multiple people you're talking to in a romantic sense and you know it's just taking you closer to that pen and paper experience and i i'm fucking stoked i can't wait for it so um this game's just sounding better and better and better every time i hear about it so yeah Anything else you want to add to that? No. Let us know in the comments. What do you think about New Game Plus? What do you think about uh, replayability when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077? Are you thinking about that new New Game Plus? Are you thinking about just making a brand new character? Do you prefer in games when you can pretty much uh, be God within that playthrough? Or do you like to play through again or be limited and make a build? Um, what do you think about the romance options? What game do you think has the best romance in it? Uh, I know a lot of people always bring Mass Effect. Uh and um what do you think about the romance options here uh 
And yeah, what do, you, what do you think about romance and games in general? Do you think people have nailed it? Do you want more? Do you not care about it? Let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to this topic, all the other topics we talked about it. And that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty the Gaming. As always, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty the Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch and only Twitch because Ubisoft took away our streaming on YouTube. So check me out at uh, Tasty Senpai, all one word. Hit the notification button to when I go live. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. And we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Also join us in Final Fantasy XIV. Shadowbringers is coming out. Watch that episode. And uh, join our free company, Tasty Loot Gaming, Server Coral on Crystal. Yep. That's a random plug, but just do it. because I would say, you're selling that more than I do. We, we need more people <laughs> in our free company. Um... Yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Until the next episode, which will be something at the end of this week. Until then, (laughs) have a good one, guys, and take it easy.